Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Sherlock's Podcast, your guide to a more stylish life. Hello and welcome to the Sheer Locks podcast. This is the first of a mini series all about black beauty. I'm Rhea Cartwright. Let's do a round of introductions. I am sat here today with Sherry, lifestyle editor of Sheer Locks. Hello. <laughs> um, Adele Boyega, makeup artist, you know, superstar, queen of glow. <laughs> queen of and glow. And friend of the show as well. <laughs> so I feel like everyone, if you're listening or watching, you know the laugh. So we are super excited today to talk about black beauty and in particular the lack of diversity. And after a long, long amount of time of neglect, the industry is finally waking up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be discussing everything black beauty, Adeola's illustrious career, product and i think also the challenges still on the horizon to face but also i really want to make sure we focus on black joy as well yeah i think we've too easy for us to focus on all the negatives and not all the good things that are happening yeah we're gonna start with you adiola as i said queen of glow (laughs) (laughs) i'm always interested in terms of how did people get started and i'm gonna go back a little bit Mm -hmm. before makeup artistry yes you went to Loughborough. I know. <laughs> How did you go from also such a sporty university? Were you on like the lacrosse team? How did you end up going to Loughborough? No sports whatsoever. It's so funny because I was having this conversation yesterday with Millie from Blanket PR, who also did the same exact degree that oh, I did. Wow. Um, but I think I graduated a couple of years after her. So I graduated in 2010. So I've always had a love of beauty. There's no denying it. I used to spend money that I never have actually had. <laughs> Whatever money that I could grab and buy like Glamour magazine, Black Beauty. Um, there was another Black magazine. I think it was called Pride magazine oh, that yeah, I used to yeah. buy back in the day. I don't oh, know if I it's still yeah. in publication. Yeah. And, you know, these are expensive magazines and I would literally just go straight to the back of the magazine for like mm. three or four pages. That was the beauty section and just soak it all in, you know? And actually it's really crazy because I never actually looked at it and saw the lack of diversity. I was just really excited about the trends. So yeah. it didn't really matter to me at the time that it wasn't on a black skin, but actually now it would have been great to see that representation. I just wanted to know about the latest tips and tricks and you know who the beauty director was. I was really, really inspired by it. Um, but I think when I was coming up, it was always about education, not really about being creative. Mm-hmm. So it was always about like, get your GCSEs, get your A-levels mm-hmm. and then go to university, which I did, but I thought I'd probably go into beauty PR or some sort of journalism I think I thought I was going to be writing for Vogue magazine or something like that. You still might. You know, it never can happen. (laughs) I'm writing for Sheer Luck, so that's just as good, which is really exciting. Even better, I would say. But yeah, like, I just never thought that I could have a career as a creative in the industry. It was Mm. always kind of like behind the scenes, you know? And then... On that, do you think that's because of... And I think one thing, especially like non-black people, maybe non-ethnic people don't realise are the kind of pressures of being black British or Indian British, whatever the case mm-hmm. is. And, you know, like family saying, you know, we work super hard, so mm. you better be a doctor or an accountant, right, yeah. a lawyer. Yes. Did you, yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you feel that pressure? So my mum's a teacher and okay. she worked in a secondary school. And I think she saw the other side of that, where there was a lot of pressure on a lot of kids to 
be a doctor, mm. to be, you know, so, so-called kind of like in these jobs that were very much kind of respected. And, you know, I think she never ever pressurized me. She just always said, just do well in whatever it was. I just felt like I always had an affinity with beauty and I knew that I was gonna go into it in some, some capacity, but I just never knew that it would be as a makeup artist. So, um, you know, I did my GCSEs, I did my A-levels, went to Loughborough University. That was the only uni that was doing my course at the time, which was such a weird oh, thing. Wow. Because it was a sporting uni, it mm. wasn't like I wanted to go there. It was just that the, that was the only one at the time that was doing media and communications, mm. which is something that I wanted to do. So I went there, I've done my degree now, I've graduated. <laughs> I was literally like hanging on by a thread towards the end. <laughs> Not wanting to kind of give up. I did my degree, I graduated and I was like, okay, I've done what I need to do. Now I wanna do what I wanna do now. And I think to your point, Ria, if I had maybe met someone that was a working makeup artist, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe another black woman um, that was doing that job as their every day, mm -hmm. I probably would have felt more inspired to kind of like go to that sort of like journey a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of glad that I didn't. Like I had an amazing Everything time. Everything has its season as right. well, right? Mm -hmm. 100%. And so I just literally retrained as a makeup artist after I finished. So after I graduated in 2010, I was applying to all these amazing brands such as like Bobby Brown, S Order Companies was getting no after no after no, because at that time you couldn't be self-taught. You had yeah, to yeah, go yeah. and do a makeup course. Mm. And so I saved up whatever money that I could at the time, got part-time jobs working on beauty counters, which is one of the best things that I would recommend. Um, I actually did a masterclass on Sunday with another incredible makeup artist called Joya Danuga. And one of the questions was, how do we get in the industry? And I said, you know what, now, the best thing that you can do is just get a job on a beauty counter because you get free makeup, you can build your kit, you get discounts, but also you're working on, on faces every single yeah, day. Mm. You don't know who's gonna be in your seat and you're able to really learn your craft and you're getting paid to do it as well. I also think that actually for anybody that works in beauty, whether on the kind of creative side, in my job, mm -hmm. I also say to people, start on counter, 100%. like shop floor is yeah. king. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, you understand product, you understand relationships, you mm. understand how the business works. And like same, I started on counter. Yeah. So like from counter to buying, right. like is, is wild. But it's interesting that, you know, you both you and Joy said that. And I think especially now it's probably the barriers to entry a little bit easier now, yeah. but mm. there's so many people yeah. that make up artists now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you can always tell the difference between someone that is maybe self-taught, maybe they learn, you know, watching videos on YouTube mm. and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think there's something to say to someone that has been on the shop floor because that customer service and understanding skin tones and that sort of real journey that you have. Like I was working on the counter for over 10 years before I even started doing yeah. what I'm doing now full time. So people I'm don't so see grateful. that, right? I feel like yeah. people will probably mm. see you now and be like, look, Annie Ardis is doing, she's here, she's there, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. on this trip. And you're like, yeah. I was most. grinding for 10 oh, years on right. my feet, shift work, working yeah. Boxing Day, Christmas Day, like right. Christmas yeah. Eve. Yeah. It's really like, hard work. It's hard work. Yeah. It's been 10 hard years of work for me to be able to be in the position that I'm in now, mm. you know? Yeah. So, wow. yeah. I think it's nice though to see that journey. And also it's, it's realistic. Mm. That's a trajectory that's realistic. Yeah. And I think we see people especially like younger generation mm -hmm. and you know they do start off doing tutorials or TikTok Instagram probably more TikTok now and then like all of a sudden they're famous they've got a makeup range and mm. it's like that's great for them and, and the minority mm -hmm. that it does happen to but it's not real life like you yeah. have to put in you know your 10,000 hours etc yeah. mm. 
when you made the shift then so you're kind of your first jobs on counter when you kind of got your you went from clarence right so clarence to bobby brown mm -hmm. what was that like because i feel like bobby brown is a brand known for its artistry its education yeah. mm -hmm. you kind of rose the ranks of pro artist yeah what was that foundation like kind of excuse quite literally yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very grateful for it because I think one of the things that I'm so well known for now is the skin aspect. You know, when I was trained as a makeup artist, the training for skincare was very minimal. It was mm. literally like you had like a morning or an afternoon learning about skin prep and then the rest of it was just makeup. And, you know, having my first job as a account manager working for clowns was amazing and um, because I learned so much about skin and now that's a lot of what my job is about is educating you know my followers my audience but also my clients on how no makeup look is as good as the skin that you have underneath mm. but also to really love your skin and so I had a short stint at Lancome before I then went to Bobby Brown because again I was applying for jobs and I wanted to become a makeup artist but I wasn't really there yet um, went to Lancome, that was amazing. They were just launching and expanding their foundation range oh, nice. at the time, which was Tontador Ultra, which is one of my favorite that's foundations, a, a foundation. mm. beautiful foundation. And um, I must admit, there were certain things that was happening in the industry that made me feel really like uncomfortable. You know, there were certain brands that I'd worked with previously that didn't cater for me. And one of the reasons why I really wanted to work with Bobby Brown is because I really loved Bobby Brown herself's ethos at the time she was still with the brand. Mm. She was still the creative director and you know, it was all about be who you are, celebrating your skin tone. And I thought that was so important mm. because one of the events that happened in my career that really stood out to me was having a customer come up to me and being like, oh my God, I love your skin. Your foundation looks amazing, what are you wearing? And at the time I was working for a brand that didn't cater to me. And I really? had to embarrassingly say mm. to her, unfortunately, I can't yeah. recommend the brand that I'm brand. working for, but I could tell you about this brand that's amazing. And I just thought, how can I be a true ambassador for this mm -hmm. brand and this company if I can't really represent or they don't represent me? And that's yeah. when I decided to make a move. And I said to myself from that day onwards, I'm never gonna work for a brand that doesn't cater to my skin tone, mm -hmm. you know? And Bobby Brown was always at the forefront of my mind. You know, there was different foundation shades, the foundation stick was like one of the first foundations I'd ever tried. And I really love that, you know, Bobby Brown at the time wasn't just educating you about how to pick the right foundation, but just to celebrate, you know, who you are. And at that time, all these different trends were coming up like contouring. And I remember Bobby Brown herself was like, I don't like contouring, you know, you know, she was one of the few people in the industry that was actually going against the mm. kind of grain of like trends, so to speak, because she really like looked at it as in like, when you want to change your face and it's okay to do so, but when you're thinking of it in that sense, it's all about you looking at things that you don't like and trying to change that. And she kind of like looked at it in the other way and was like, well actually focus on things that you do like about yourself. So yeah. if you don't like the shape of your face, focus on your eyes, you know, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you don't like anything else, then focus on the feature that you love about yourself. And I really, really love that. Mm. That's just nice advice yeah. for everyone. Nice Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. And I really love the education process about it as well, because when a client would book in, it would be like a lesson. So we're teaching you so that, you know, you're not just coming in and buying this amazing eyeshadow palette that you love, and then you can gonna, you're gonna go home and look at mm -hmm. it and be like, what yeah. did I do other tell me? Mm. I can't use that, you know? Or they're lured in by the, the beautiful packaging, but they don't know how to use the actual product at home. Mm. So I really love being able to kind of go on a journey with my clients and show them how to do things that they could be their own expert and do their makeup beautifully when they got home. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love the idea 
I mean, I was top floor. For me, it was always about, yeah, empowering mm. someone to become their own expert because, Absolutely. you know, unfortunately, you don't have Adiola in your bathroom <laughs> every yeah. day. Oh, if in only. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Talk about the move to Pat. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was probably quite a big moment for you. Because yeah. I, I, remember, I remember when Pat launched and then seeing you everywhere. <laughs> Like literally mm. everywhere. And Pat yeah. being Pat McGrath. Yeah, it was yeah, like right. Pat being Pat. Yeah. Then Adiola's like leading the education and the artistry. Mm-hmm. What was that like for your career, for you? How did it feel? Like I feel like as well, what does Pat represent to you? Oh my God, it was huge. I probably wouldn't want to start off with how I even got that role. And also as well, why it's so important to have mentors and people that you look up to. So I wasn't actually looking to leave my job at the, at the time. You know, at that time, I was very much like, I'm happy with the job that I'm in. I've been working for Bobby Brown for six years. I was one of the pro artists. I was mm. traveling up and down the country. And then Hannah Martin was um, working with me at the time within the same um, brand at Bobby Brown. And then she then decided to leave. And then she said, she actually had a dream that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I love stories. Yeah, so like she this. actually had a dream and it has something to do with either like me and Pat and this was before she even had someone that used to work for Bobby Brown that actually went to go and work for Pat McGrath. Um, her name was Tanya. She actually lived in the US, worked for Bobby Brown in the US, then went over to Pat, kept in touch with Hannah and then Hannah had this dream. She kind of mentioned it to me but then it kind of was like a fleeting conversation and then a couple of months later she was like, I've had a conversation with someone that's actually working for Pat. I think you'd be amazing. I had huge imposter syndrome because Pat to me was just so like far removed, you know. It was someone that, you know, you would look up to, but you'd never think in a million years that you'd have any way of being like, even in the same room, let alone <laughs> yeah. in the same air mm-hmm. as Pat McGrath, you know. <laughs> like when you say her name, you know who she is. She's yeah. the most, you know, influential makeup artist in the world. Also, she's a black woman. So for me, that was just huge. And then I went for the in- the interview and I thought, oh, I'm not going to get it. And then I got to the next stage. And then I was like, oh, I probably won't get that. And then it like, I got offered the role. And it just happened in such a whirlwind. I remember thinking about like different ways I could talk myself out of getting the role. But it's because I was scared. Mm. But actually, I think even now me doing what I'm doing now and working for myself, I probably wouldn't have been able to kind of make that jump had I not gone to Pat first, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you have to have an opportunity to kind of like push yourself off that ledge and think, actually, I've done it once. I can do that again, 100%. you know? Um, and it was such an amazing time. It was a whirlwind, you know? That launch that Pat had at Selfridges was the biggest takeover that a beauty brand had had in the history of Selfridges. Oh, wow. And it was called the Technicolor Odyssey. She oh, took yes. over, I think, 24 of the 27 windows in yeah. Selfridges. It was It was huge. huge. Mm. And actually, I had to miss like three months of it because I had a three-month clause where I couldn't leave Bobby Brown for another three months before I could go. So I was literally kind of like watching from (laughs) the other side thinking I want to be over there. But it was incredible. Like my first week of training was in Los Angeles. Like I was, I literally traveled so much in that first year alone. It was incredible. But it was such an amazing time for me because to be able to be working under the wings of this incredible woman who Pat and herself, I could never ever thank her enough for the opportunities that I had. You know, I at one point was at Paris, you know, with her and we were, you know, doing makeup for the models and being being part of her incredible team. But then also like being able to see the run through before the actual Valentino show. And then obviously the pandemic happened straight after that. So it was an amazing time and I'm so grateful for that. But also as well, it really taught me about how it's important to have people that really fight for you in your corner 
and people that you look up to that are able to kind of like put you in you know I always think about you know always represent yourself in the biggest way in the best way possible because you never know who's speaking your name even when you're not there you know so true that's why it's also important to be so kind to always be gracious to people because you know I don't know about the conversations that are being had about me even before I get there and a lot of the opportunities that I've had have been through people recommending me and I'm just so grateful for that but it does help mm. that you also are actually very nice you know like (laughs) it's kind of easy that always helps yeah (laughs) Um, on the topic of mentors, and I think that maybe actually opens up to both of you, mm. who did you look up to like growing up in terms of not only mentors, but I guess also kind of beauty icons? I feel like this question gets thrown around quite a lot. And naturally within media, there are fewer black women in mm. kind of spaces of power. Who did you look up to? Mm. That is a good question. Um, obviously like Naomi Campbell, she's a very, very obvious one because she's been on Vogue forever. Mm. But then kind of like more of a lower level, not lower level, but I guess less, more accessible. I remember watching T4 and Makita Oliver, oh, always yes. being on our screens. Yeah. People like her, people like Michelle Humes, yeah. um, anyone on Look Magazine, that was one of my favorites <laughs> back in the day. Who else? Oh my God, there's so many. Fumi Feto for me was yeah. amazing. Well, she still is, she's incredible. Cause she really made me realize that you can do any sort of role within the beauty industry, which is amazing as well. Pat, so again, to be able to work for her was, you know, just a dream come true. There's just so many, but I think for me, the biggest thing was just seeing any woman of color or any person of color in the industry that just inspired me to be like, actually, I can do that. And yeah. that was just really exciting for me. So, do you know yeah. whose story Definitely. is also amazing? Danessa Mirix. Oh, I love oh, Danessa. Yes. She is the mm. nicest yeah. woman ever. And she her is. story, she told, told me that she used to, um, it was of the era as well. She would film like VHS videos and that's mm-hmm. how she kind of got started. She was really wow. good at training. Mm-hmm. And she created like a box set of videos. So you become an expert at home whilst mm. kind of watching her. Wow, so and ahead then, of her time. Yeah, so really. ahead of her time, mm-hmm. exactly. And then how she's really helped like MPD on so many brands yeah. because they were like, they realized that they needed someone to help them create products rather than just the room being full of mm-hmm. fair skin yeah. people trying to create for darker skin mm-hmm. um, customers. And now her brand, which I just think is so beautiful. And yeah. I just, just at the start as well, yeah. right? Have you Definitely. met her? I actually did a makeup course with her and it was one of the best oh, makeup wow. courses. Yeah, because wow. I'm a massive believer in never stopping learning. Even to this day, like I love taking like digital masterclasses or even if I'm able to go to them. And she was so beautiful in terms of like, you know, just pouring herself into the masterclass yeah. and teaching, but also her story and some of our like best love products that have been created have been yeah, with her, helped. you know, yeah. helping to consult with them. Another person that I really love is Jackie Aina as well. Yeah. I oh, adore. Yeah. She's incredible. So and she also really allowed me to think about like having your own kind of like business as opposed to working for a company, but also working yeah, for yourself yeah, yeah. and making that change as well. So mm. yeah. So I true. always think of Patricia Bryant. Yeah. I, was, I was just about to say Patricia Bryant. Britpop princess, yeah. if you're OG. From the back in like, the day. Yeah. I remember I met her <laughs> randomly like last year with part of my old job and i was like fangirling because mm. i was like i've literally watched you for 10 years do so primark calls and yeah. then become like ambassador of this yeah. and that yeah and she's done so well so and i think it's so important that we also have british mm. black yep. beauty ambassadors to look up to i think it's so pretty true. easy for us to look across the pond mm-hmm. and you know of course bigger countries they have a kind of greater wealth of people to choose from but in the uk i'm like we have to really make sure that we're kind of flying that flag as well definitely um talk to us about the kind of 
the negative side you mentioned when you worked on counter and wearing a foundation that actually wasn't of the brand how often did those kind of things pop up let's say talk about now of 2023 obviously much time has passed mm-hmm. but do you still experience that with some brands i think you know it's something that is still there yeah but mm. how does that make you feel and what do you think the future is for that I think it's definitely progressed a lot more from where we were, you know. I don't find myself in those situations as much, but I would say is that I think I've got a bit more autonomy in terms of who I decide to work with now. Mm. Um, Because now I literally do a few different things. I'm a content creator, I am also a freelance makeup artist. So, you know, I'm always forever looking at brands that really do sort of look to kind of being very inclusive and if i feel like a brand isn't i don't really like reach for them mm. as much because i just think there's no excuse now you know after everything yeah, that's really happened mm. um there's just no excuse and i feel like if a brand's still doing that to this day it's itself it just it sounds alarm bells to me you know mm-hmm. um and i think it's so important because again it's not even just about being inclusive for a deeper skin tone even for your fairer skin tones as well you know I think for me, it's all about quality. I think that's the biggest thing because Mm. I think on the other side of it, there's some brands that are trying to jump on that bandwagon of being inclusive, but then it's like, I'd rather that you have an edit of really good 40 shades of foundations Mm -hmm. as opposed to having 50, 60. And then I still find it very difficult to be able to shade match myself or a client. So yeah, there's a lot that's happened to kind of progress. I still think there's a lot of work to do, but I think a lot of it is to do with hiring more individuals that are representative of who you are trying to kind of like sell to Mm. so one of the things that you know i would find a lot when i was working on the shop floor is that a lot of clients that looked like me would want to be served just by me because they felt like there were certain things that i understood and you know i would do a better job of matching them because you know with the statistics you know people of color and especially black people spend five times more than their um, white counterparts because they probably had to buy like five foundations yeah. mm-hmm. and with the wrong shade because there's been a lack of knowledge there's been a lack of like you know product mm. and they were more expensive as well exactly and they call it like the black money. beauty tax yeah. yeah it's a real thing it's not real just with thing. money but also with time you know you go to the hairdressers you're not yeah. there at like mm-hmm. for, for one hour two hours you're there for like a whole day yeah in some cases right. mm-hmm. it's, it's a long time and so there's all these different things and i think you know a lot of the people that are making these decisions are not representative of who they are mm. trying to sell to. So true. And so I think it's very important that these people are in those conversations that they can actually be saving companies a lot of money mm-hmm. when they're making these wrong choices to be able to be like, actually, don't bring out that product. You know, yeah. if there's a mm-hmm. need and there's a space or there's a gap in the market for this, you know, or there's no point in having all of these shades if they're still not viable and workable for the people yeah. that need them. Yeah. So. so true and this is why brands like Fenty Mm. you know she's a billionaire not even from her music from the beauty brand because she's one of the first to create such an inclusive you know range of shades or foundation concealer um loads of other products and yeah Yeah. props to Rihanna because yeah yeah, I think I think it's interesting with Fenty how you know it's almost like cited I think maybe because the first modern one Mm. but actually I remember like Amman Cosmetics and when it still had counters like in prominent locations Mm -hmm. and I guess with time you know that kind of distribution you know got widely reduced but I feel like if Iman now were to restart that brand or kind of reinvigorate it if she's still involved would be huge like who wouldn't want 
I would love to look like Iman, you know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. just such an icon, <laughs> yeah. such an icon. And I love that you said that because I think what Rihanna did was that she really was the person that was shouting from the rooftops about it because she wasn't the first person to bring out an inclusive brand, you know, even for example, Mac and Bobby Brown, yeah. they're inclusive brands that were there way before. But I think what Rihanna did was that she was the face of the brand and she was also shouting about it and bringing it to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of brands, what they've done is that they've never really shouted about it. They might have had the shades, yeah. but they didn't make a point to actually have all of their shade ranges out or have like their deeper skin tone colors, you know, at the front so that people wouldn't yeah. just look and see like, you know, 40 beige colors. They can yeah. actually see that there's like a real range of colors yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's so important to have brands put their products at the forefront, but also showcase it and really shout about it as well. And even if they're not selling it in the way that their other ranges or shades might do, doesn't mean that they're not selling as good. It's just that obviously, I might, and you know, um, customers might not even know that you're even catering yeah. to them, you mm. know? So it's I mean, so I, true. I agree. I mean, that visibility side, and mm. I guess in my actual day job <laughs> is something that we come across a lot. And like you said, it's kind of, especially if you kind of got like a multi- uh door retailer so maybe mm-hmm. like the community itself is maybe more prominently white than black yeah so therefore of course statistically speaking if they're only kind of two percent black people then maybe mm-hmm. only two percent of sales will be black yeah. uh, or black or darker shade darker shade foundations but then those foundations literally aren't there and mm. it's that big kind of tick in the neck of people saying brands saying oh but darker skin tones don't sell and then customers saying we don't know they exist mm, and yeah. that loop just keeps exactly. continuing continuing mm-hmm. I also feel, you know, in terms of, you said it's sort of a working makeup artist. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How... Like, how are you juggling that? How are you juggling? <laughs> Still doing jobs? Are you doing, and what kind of jobs? Are they weddings? Are they red carpets? Like, how much, you, I feel like the last four years for you have been so huge. And it's been so amazing to see you kind of go from leap. And like you said, I love that thing of leaping from fear mm. and just the energy, you know, whatever will happen will happen, you know, it'll be successful. How are you balancing being a content creator? Really, you know, you're writing mm. as well being a makeup artist, what what does your future look like? It's a good question. And I think what I love is that I don't know what my future is going to hold. So it's very much like when I find out, everyone else finds out nice. at the same time. Mm. I, I love that because I think for so many years of working in like a strict, not strict, but kind of like a structured way of knowing what your routine is going to be. I really love that every week I just don't know what I'm doing. And 
it's very balanced like so what I love is that you know I can still use some of my degree <laughs> and put it to good use that's what I find yeah. actually crazy is that you started communication and media at a time and it was the only place in the UK that mm-hmm. did it yeah and now really your life is about communication mm-hmm. and media exactly <laughs> grateful so in a way, yeah. it's actually like worked out really yeah. well and that's why I always feel like when you're in an area that you're passionate about opportunities are going to align regardless mm. of what it is that you are doing so obviously I'm you know I do a little bit of contribution for Shale Arts, which I love because it means that I'm able to kind of like flex my sort of like writing skills and you know I do a few things for the show and then I also do like content for social media and digital and then as a makeup artist it's very varied you know I think more of my time is based on the digital landscape of Mm. me being on social media which I love Mm. because I think you know when you're working with your clients you can only do so many whereas I can sort of reach far more people Mm -hmm. on social media and you know for example I did a a mask class on Sunday which was amazing because I was able to like meet some of my followers and my audience that you know you might even be speaking to them more than you speak to your own friends sometimes (laughs) because you're (laughs) DMing them constantly and you're having conversations about foundations and products and launches and stuff um, but to be able to be front facing with them and actually talk about products that I'm loving and mm. really have that time with them was just amazing. Mm. I really love it. And I think that's where I really thrive is the education aspect of it where I'm able to kind of really bring to life my skills mm-hmm. that I've learned over the sort of course of my career and share that with people. I think that's amazing. Mm. I think what people need as well. Mm. I think, you know, you're, you're a very kind of trusted and valued like person in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I think for so many years, that didn't exist, mm, you know, I think yeah. people feel very like close to you. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Not, like they know you as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's um, that relationship building yeah. on social and yeah. to meet you in real life. It's, that's probably really special for them. Talk product. Yeah. That's right, yes. get excited. <laughs> Let's talk product. Uh, what are your favorites? Sherry, we'll start with you first. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it's interesting that differentiation, I guess, if people are listening and not watching, mm-hmm. that three women that I'm sure identify as black, all very different skin tones, different hair types. Mm-hmm. So I guess yours and I experience will be slightly closer in terms of mm. hair texture and skin tone. Yes. But also still with the same struggles in some respect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are your favorite products now that for you are like, I cannot, like I have to have one in my handbag at all time and mm-hmm. maybe like backups in a beauty cupboard. Oh, I would say the NARS Creamy Concealer. Yeah. Always Agreed. like, yep. and again, the shade range is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I switched from like a high street one to this and I was like, oh, maybe spending a bit more money <laughs> is actually a good thing. Um, so that's definitely up there. Um, and then also I would say the MAC Studio Fix Foundation. Mm. Um, that was probably the first one that I ever bought. And I remember being 14 and I had really bad skin. I was really conscious of it. And that was the only place that I could find on the high street that did a foundation in my actual shade. I couldn't go to Boots. Um, no. And I remember when Nicola Roberts, no shade to her, but when she launched a makeup line for pale skin girls, I was like, this is great, but where are the shades for women of colour? There was nothing. Mm. So to this day, I'm so loyal to MAC for that reason. Um, so that foundation. I always say, you know, that actually I feel like that MAC is a brand that most people, most people, f- like for sure in their makeup bag, have a MAC item. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a re- I remember seeing my aunties and my grandma, and so that's on my, like, on my dad, on my black dad's side. And, you know, it was like everything was Mac and Bobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you growing, growing up with that, you know, mm-hmm. knowing like if all else fails, I can go to Mac, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like they're still that brand now, which I think yeah. is really nice, I guess, to have that like history with the brand. Yeah, definitely. It's an OG. So yeah, yeah. I'm still loyal. I always <laughs> buy that foundation. Probably, well, it's great, but I just love the fact that I've always had it and it was the first yeah. one I used. 
Um, I also love Beauty Pies. Um, it's their brow gel in the yeah. coloured one. Um, so good. Yeah. Really affordable as well. And, oh, another one. Char anything Charlotte Tilbury, specifically the eyeshadow palettes. Mm -hmm, Again, mm -hmm. such nice shade range. I think she does something for everyone. Um, and the pigmentation is really great. So those would be my, if I had to choose you a few, it would be those ones, yeah. I don't know for you. Good choices. At the moment, I'm having a real love affair with the Yves Saint Laurent Beauty All Hours Foundation. Oh, nice. Useful foundation. It's super lightweight, but it's also really lovely on the skin. I've got it on today and I really, really love it. Um, I also am a massive fan of the NARS Creamy Radiant Concealer. I just think it's so good. Um, and then I also love the Bobbi Brown Correctors. Yeah. So everyone's kind of familiar with the ones in the round pot, but they do the stick versions now. And one of the most asked questions that I get is how to tackle dark circles under their eyes or pigmentation. And I love the stick because it's just very handy. You can pop it on certain areas to kind of color correct. And you probably will find that because your skin's a bit more even after using those things, you won't need to use as yeah. much foundation. Mm. Um, and then what else do I love? Oh, I love the Dior lip oils. Absolutely I mean, yeah. oh, my guilty <laughs> pleasure, Adiola, is watching your videos and when you do your anything lip, I'm like, oh my god, it looks so good. It looks so good. It's so satisfying to watch. Thank you. No, I am a real lip girl. It's one of my favourite things. So yeah, those would be like my top faves at the moment. I think I'm I'm with you on the NARS cream mm -hmm. concealer. I remember when I worked for Space NK at the time when that launched, uh, in the Nottingham, because I was uh, I was at uni there. And we had the testers where we had the stock and people were coming in going mad for them. And we were like, guys, we don't have them yet. Oh and then when we finally gosh. had the stock in like a day, all the shades. Mm -hmm. And that's like, I'm 32 now. That's like 10 years I've been loyal to that product. Mad. With my longest standing relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's nice that there's so many great brands coming out now. And I guess, Sherry, to, to your point in, about other brands that maybe launched with kind of high expectations and fell flat with shade ranges. Mm now there are so many great brands launching that from day one mm -hmm. and also not just foundations but i think we always talk about shades and we think about complexion but also like lip products that are pigmented enough mm -hmm. eyeshadows making sure that yes actually i can buy a foundation a concealer and a bronzer from yeah. one brand yeah, because so huge. many brands you can't you can mm -hmm. maybe buy a foundation you say oh can i have a concealer Oh, we don't have something that's i'm like okay cool and yeah like, and i'm fair mm -hmm. like my mum is white like this is insane for me mm -hmm. your kit <laughs> i'm always want to know what's in people's kits so i feel like there's difference between products for yourself mm -hmm. and products that you will use on clients yeah your top three for your kit are they the same are there any overlaps what's your kind of your go-to oh that's a very good question for my kit i have a lot of skincare products that i like swear by for my kit um, I love Bobbi Brown Vitamin Rich Face Base. I like Milk Makeup Primers. I think oh, they're yeah, really, really amazing. good. Yeah, the Hydro Grip Primer is fantastic. And then powder-wise, I think a lot of things that I use on myself, I use on my kit, because I feel like I'm always testing things out. So if it's fail safe and I feel like it works for me, again, I can just adapt it to suit my client's skin type, but then the product would work either way. Um, I use a lot of cream products. Danessa Myricks, her cream products are amazing. Oh, um, have you tried them? Have no, I haven't. You need to go to Sephora. <gasps> oh yeah, because they've got you can actually touch and test and oh, play. Oh yeah, yeah. Sephora, yeah, okay. or you can go to Guru Makeup Emporium, which is amazing. Oh, I, love I love Guru Makeup Emporium. It's like a real sort of like 
makeup artist like treasure yeah. chest Ooh. just um, off um like kensington church street yeah oh, nice. so you can go there go to whole foods afterwards yeah. it's a nice day out you will spend a lot of money in both yeah. <laughs> i love it there's a good zara as well it's like it a really a nice zara. yeah it's like a really nice place and it's independent and it's just really cute and you have a lot of pro stuff in there so you can get loads mm. of things for your kit in there um and i love that we have sephora here now because a lot of things that we couldn't get from across the pond, we can get them in there now. Ooh. I actually went for the first time on Monday. I haven't been with, yet. Have you I not? Been yet. Went, mm. So I went with my colleague. It was a bit of a comp shop, as we call it okay. in the trade, a competitive shop. See what right. our competitors Love are that. doing. <laughs> and I was like, it will be successful if I spend money. And the card was out. So Ooh. the Huda, you know Huda, yes. the glowish, her glowish okay, line. Okay, yes. Oh, she's got this skin tint. It's amazing. You will love it. Okay. Because glowy, glowy and it's yeah. just beautiful. And then I just bought a Refai brow gel, which I've used before, but nice. it's just, it was just mm-hmm. nice to buy it there. Yeah, and then, there. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm. The makeup selection that they've got is. I can imagine. I was waiting unreal. for the hype to kind of like die, die down a little bit because it was a bit mental when it first Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's like a lot of staff, there's tons of, and it was packed and we went on a Monday. Oh, wow. Like it was crazy. Um, where are your favorite places to shop? Liberty, I love. Yeah. But do you know what I love <laughs> about Liberty? To say that. <laughs> I love Liberty because it's just a bit more of like a relaxing, like shopping experience, I find. Um, and it's just like a really nice place to like, kind of like be. And I love that you have like a lot of experts that are in there as well, like Jaws mm-hmm. as well. We've got a lot more coming. Ooh, exciting. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. <laughs> exciting. I love Space and K. It's one of my like favorite places yeah. to shop as well. Um, and I love that they've got some really good like clients that are coming in. Like there's always something like I feel like every week there's like a new launch. Like yeah, they were like you know they brought Tatcha to the UK and I was so happy about Tatcha because I love the luminous dewy mm. skin mist. Um, and I would say Selfridges. Selfridges is quite nice. I don't go very often. I think because I work there for so much. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to go in there right now. But no, it's an amazing like you know place to be and it's a nice place to shop. But. I think I like more of like a chill, like let me kind of like peruse and see what yeah, I want yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of vibe. And it's not noisy like in the other places. So I, I don't like, like that. I don't like noise. Yeah, the like noise. noise is a bit yeah. stressful. Sharif, <laughs> for you, noise. where are your go-tos? Again, Liberty Beauty Hall. Yeah. It's a whole day out. Even yeah. if I'm, honestly, I'm in the West End. I'm like, always hashtag not there. sponsored. I feel like <laughs> we're going to get comments no, like. To be fair, I used to work at Liberty <laughs> back in the day um, when I was a lot younger. Um, so yeah, that's always a top one. I do a lot of mine online, actually. Do you? Um, although you, you miss out on actually seeing the product, you testing it. Um, and also boots. Always yeah, going into a boots, super drug. Watch. I'm here for yeah. the affordable, the dupes. Yeah, um, I can spend so yeah, I've got a, lot of time. a fortune. Like, mm-hmm. because in my head as well, like, I'm like, oh, £10 here, £10 there. You get to the tills, £400. Yeah, what it, has happened? It adds up quickly. What on earth has happened? I even yeah. do like online deliveries to boots because I've got a three for two. Yeah. I'm bulk buying. Yeah. I don't know if that's maybe like a black thing, an ethnic thing. <laughs> no, My cupboard will be is. stocked. Yeah. I don't want yeah. to be there without you don't cream be or deodorant, yeah. everything. I think that is um, a black or ethnic thing because I'm always scared that they're going to discontinue my product because oh, yes. there's not enough demand for it. It's so true. So with hair, any makeup thing, I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy four because what if they don't have it? <laughs> no seriously my sister is the same i'm i'm the same as well the exact same Mm. i uh i bulk bought pattern beauty the leave-in conditioner with my boyfriend 
and I think he thinks everything's like a fiver. <laughs> and I'm like 25 quid each. And he was like, oh yeah, they 75 pounds on leaving. And I was like, yeah. yes, they that's, that's correct. They like, don't have no the, clue. They have no clue about the cost of things. No. Because when you like ask them like how much you think this is and they're just literally like. That's my favourite game. <laughs> Two pounds? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love watching those videos on TikToks and they're like, oh, that's like five pounds. I'm like, if only yeah. it was five pounds. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So What's your funny. favourite new brand? As in like maybe last couple of years has launched. What are you really Ooh. into? I've got to think now. You've got like, ooh, Jones Road, Vive, Westman Atelier, yeah. oh Lisa God, Eldridge. There's so um, many. I do love Vive. I think there's something to YouTube, say yeah. about um, when like, you know, an expert launches a product, you can really tell. Yeah. Like, you know, you can really tell that Jamie was in the industry and has created products because I feel like everything that she's bought has been very top tier. Mm, her blushes are so nice. Yeah. There's another brand that I don't think it's here yet, but Ami Cole. Love. So it was on Natta Forte. Okay. And they cut it. But I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I love. I've got quite a lot in my makeup. It's really lovely. Like they've got skin tints and then the lip oils as well. And I do love brands that are just very curated and edited. Like she doesn't have a lot of stuff. Um, and there's another range called, is it Topicals? Topicals, Love Topicals. They do some really good like bespoke products for things like ingrown hair suitable for like you know concerns that typically like people of color would have like hyperpigmentation yeah. i really love because i think a lot of the way that products are marketed especially in the uk are things like fine lines and wrinkles but we don't really have those concerns yes. for us our concerns mm. are hyperpigmentation yeah. so just to have a brand that's marketed solely to you and your concerns is very refreshing mm. also i love that both of those that you mentioned so topicals and amicale are black female yeah. founded you know and like mm. they are so like for me i just think those two both of them i think are geniuses 100%. as women like what they've done in terms of investment they've raised mm-hmm. and the people around them are so smart yeah. and they're still so young yeah like imagine in five ten years like where those brands are going to be so is um if you've not tried i would highly recommend yeah. trying. they're hard to get hold of though they are, like, go to america thing, yeah. <laughs> when i was or in new york I, I stocked up but yeah they do some really beautiful yeah. stuff it's uh it's it's hard and that's the thing, I guess. There's so many great brands, I think, in the US. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there is this demand here. We are yeah. ready. We want to purchase. Yeah. What's, I want to know, what's your favorite new yeah. one? Oh, gosh. I have to try and remain unbiased. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a massive Ami Cole fan. Mm. Like, I, I actually predicted that they would launch on net. So oh. I was very happy when that happened. And I've spoken to the founder and the products are just fantastic. I love Westman Atelier. Yeah. Oh like gosh, at the yes. kind of very luxe. Beautiful. It feels, it's mm-hmm. just a sexy oh, brand, you know? Um, and I think it's really important that actually things feel nice. Like, you know, it feels heavy. It feels mm-hmm. weighty. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love Say Beauty. Oh, yeah. Is it the skin, skin tint? Skin tints, yeah, like cream lovely. bronzers. Um, again, it's a brand that I use probably every single day. I never mm-hmm. speak about it because yeah. we don't stock it. So I'm always a bit like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you oh something from Liberty. But that's just not realistic, you know? Yeah. And I think that obviously it's a bit different for me because I get to see a lot of brands very, very, very early. Mm. Um, I just really, I think I want more brands. I want more of the current brands to do more. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are a lot of brands, even brands that we stock that need to pull their socks up. And if they don't, you know, I think it's the industry will because you know, customers will start kind of being a bit demanding back as yeah. they should because yeah. it is you know like post blm and still really not mm-hmm. that much has changed yeah. um back to i guess product and, and people 
in terms of like if you could have a client a dream client Ooh. whose makeup would you love to do i'd love to do kelly ronan's makeup oh yes her skin's amazing her skin is, is she amazing. real like she's honestly. just so beautiful her makeup artist when she comes to the uk is another incredible makeup artist called um esther she's under the name painted by esther oh, yes mm. yeah. and she's doing amazing she things she's british yeah. yeah and she does a lot of like the beautiful like chocolate girls she's done naomi campbell scissor she's doing um kelly Rowland, and i'm just like in awe because i just think it's amazing and she's like her trajectory and how she's grown is amazing i love wow. like seeing other makeup artists yeah, do yeah, incredible yeah. things um but yeah i think kelly Rowland, just because her makeup's never too much it's just like you know how you were saying like her mm. skin looks amazing and i think as a makeup artist that's the biggest compliment that you can ever have yeah. is someone looks at another person that you've done their makeup and they're like oh my god their skin looks amazing not that the makeup looks great you just done such a, a good job that the makeup is like virtually undetectable yeah. i think yeah. that's the biggest kudos that you could ever have ever i think i'm just quite obsessed with kelly Rowland. <laughs> yeah. me like, too it's insane how yeah. good she looks she just, i'm like what are you I, she I, looks what are better you doing? now she than does. when she wasn't definitely yeah. child yeah. i feel she's like yeah. aged backwards yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah what, what are they drinking over yeah there? exactly you know? <laughs> uh sherry for you um obviously not a makeup artist but if you could ooh. do anybody's makeup or i guess whose makeup or whose look do you mm. like look towards Oh, I would say Iman. I think her surname's Iman Haman, I want to say. And she is just stunning. Um, and I would, yeah, someone who's just got really glowy skin, but like looks yeah. really natural. Yeah. But I could also imagine if you wanted to do like a really interesting look on her, like an editorial look, she'd also look incredible. Yeah. I'm a bit obsessed with her as well, actually. I can't <laughs> yeah. I remember back in the day, um, fashion TV mm-hmm. on Sky. I don't know, maybe I'm like actually showing my Ooh. age. It was <laughs> like a really random Sky something that just had like runways. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with watching just the models walk down the runway and like seeing their makeup, seeing the outfits, seeing the hair. I don't know yeah. if it still exists, probably. Probably. Yeah, not. <laughs> like Princess Top Model. Yeah, it kind mm. of was like that actually, but it was it was real and it was just an actual real runway show mm-hmm. because it was like pre social media, so yeah. you wouldn't you couldn't get it live streamed. Yeah. It was yeah. like, all a bit random. So cool. Um let's talk about advice i feel like people are probably always in your dms like makeup hotline adiola <laughs> um what is your best your number one best piece of advice for beauty number one piece of advice i know it sounds cliche but love the skin that you're in um and when you look after the skin it's the best foundation that you could have for any makeup look i think if you have beautiful skin and you do a little bit of like something on the skin you can do an amazing smoky eye i think there's nothing worse than when your skin just doesn't look good or feel good to you and then you try and kind of like plaster it with like, mm. you know, makeup. I always think of it should be like the icing on the cake or the cherry to finish off the cake. It shouldn't be like the thing that you focus on. So yeah, look at skin prep before mm-hmm. makeup. So on that then, yes. for skin prep, yeah, what would be your number one? Oh, a really good moisturizer, I think. Um, nothing too rich, because again, you don't want something that's gonna be too rich that's gonna make your makeup slide off. And then a thing that I find is very important is to look at the right primer for your skin. So if you have, you know, normal skin, normal to dry skin, and then you want to use a primer, just using your moisturizer as a primer, you don't have to invest in spending money on a separate primer. I think that only comes into play if you have particular concerns. So finding the right primer for you. So if you have oily skin, you might want to look for a primer that is really good for absorbing excess oil or minimizing the shine or helping to kind of blur up the appearance of your pores. If you have dry skin, you maybe want to go for like an illuminating primer. So yeah, 
just making sure that whatever you prep your skin with is suitable to what your concerns are amazing i have a question mm-hmm. um you mentioned hyperpigmentation earlier yes. something that i personally suffer with yeah. i'm like oh my god what can i do <laughs> do you have any products or even like treatments mm-hmm. that you would recommend if you want to like um get rid of dark marks oh or- my gosh i mean i love treatments um chemical pills you can go for i think a lot of people feel like chemical pills are a negative thing but there's so many different things that you can have like you can have very sort of um superficial ones that only kind of like target the top layers of the skin mm-hmm. and they're kind of great for beginners um so i love those and i would recommend to see dr army who's amazing dr Ejikeme, who's amazing oh, she's amazing mm. deja ayadele she's also amazing. amazing and again these are all women of color that will understand your skin mm-hmm. um i've also recently had core peel laser um, with Dr. Tactic Wasim, who is oh, amazing. So nice. I love him. <laughs> and that for me was a great insight because I've always wanted to try laser to help with skin texture and rejuvenation. But I was very, very nervous. Mm-hmm. And what's great about Cool Peel is that it's not using excessive heat that would obviously not be beneficial yeah. for our skin. So it's actually mm-hmm. quite cooling at the same time as treating the skin. So those would be like the treatments I'd recommend. And in terms of products, antioxidants. Mm-hmm. So vitamin C is great, but not everyone can use it. So maybe maybe a niacinamide, the Sunday Riley new niacinamide serum oh, is yeah. amazing. That's great. Is that, ooh, yeah, it's called the Be Nice Serum. Yeah. Straight to basket. Um, mm-hmm. that's a great one. And then sun protection is one of the best things. Yes. Yeah. I'm hot on that. Yeah. I always do so that. using that every <laughs> single day. Mm-hmm. Again, prevention better than cure. I think so. Yeah, a very good sunscreen that you prefer and like to use. Amazing. Great. <laughs> no worries. Shari, where do you go for advice? What resources do you have? <laughs> well, I actually have two books to recommend. I'm a big reader or actually of beauty because I start with magazines and then my sister has a lot of beauty books. So two that she recommended to me. Um, one is Black Skin by DJ Ayodele, which is amazing. Lots of tips, you know, similar to what you've, we've been saying. Um, just like a 101 on how to treat, not even, you don't even have to be a, sp- a specifically black woman. It's for women of color. Mm-hmm. If you, you could be dark skin skin south asian for example yeah um so that's a great one and also palette a black beauty bible by from the yeah Yeah, it's just a great all-rounder and also a really nice gift if i was 15 and someone had given me that gift i would have been over the moon i love that it's a beautiful book yeah it's amazing wow i think you know i could talk about products for another (laughs) few hours i can't lie like day in day out one last question actually because you said add to basket that's got me thinking Mm -hmm. if you were to now go on your phone and add one thing like what is on your wish list that you could purchase now a fragrance i really want to get the maison francis kajan satin mood okay so when i had my luxury manicure with jules at liberty she i love it because Every day that I, well, not every day, I wish I could go every day, but every time I go there, (laughs) um, she always has different products that you can obviously like use afterwards when you had your manicure and she sprayed a little bit of the body oil and it's a beautiful sort of like vanilla, roses, oud fragrance and they have the fragrance, but also they have the body oil and it just smelt divine. So that's on my wish list. Oh, that sounds so nice. Yeah. Sherry, for you. I well, because we've been talking about Pat McGrath, I have to get one of her lip glosses. It's been on my yes. it's been on my list for ages, and now this is reminding me I just need to do it. Yeah. So that's number one for me. Right. What about you, Ria? Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. To be honest, mine actually probably might be fragrance as well. Nice. Um, I'm very into DS and Durga pistachio right oh, now. It's a really kind brand. of grown up, sexy Ooh. pistachio, not too sweet. 
so it still feels quite like elegant nice. um and yeah well thank you i'm, I'm gonna add both of yours my yeah. basket as well <laughs> and have a bit of a shopping day <laughs> thank you so much thank you thank you if you've enjoyed this podcast please share with your friends or you can subscribe on all the usual podcast outlets apple spotify etc see you soon ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.